Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Fantasy Alarm MLB DFS podcast with hosts John Impemba and James Grande. What's going on, FA Nation? John Pemba here with James Grande. This is the LBDFS Quick Pitch Podcast recording here on Monday for today's eight-game main slate over on DraftKings and on Fan James. We talk about it all the time. This is kind of a wheelhouse slate for us. We like these six to eight gamers, generally in the NBA. I think for baseball, I prefer eight more than six. I do like to have a little bit more pitching options than on some of these other smaller slates i don't when we talk about the 12 or 15 game slates there's sometimes <laughs> too many players but i think eight games gives us a pretty sweet spot player pool yeah as long as it's not 15 i'm okay like holy there's so many games when there's 15 but yeah i think the same could be said about the sweet spot just like nba i don't mind six games i like MLB leverage. I think you can find a lot of leverage playing against stacking against pitchers that people would generally target. And eight games does provide a little more pitching depth and a few more offenses. So this is right in the, right in the wheelhouse, as you said, and I'm excited to get another week of baseball. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention in the MLB Discord or not. If you guys are not in the MLB Discord, please join. But the playbooks have been fire. Wins upon wins. I mean, just go look at the the channel just to, just to prove my point. Go look at the winner circle post. There's wins upon wins. So if you're not in the Discord by now, please head over to FantasyAlarm.com and DFSAlarm.com. Join the fun because, John, lots of winning going on as the summer months heat up here. Yeah, we're definitely on a little bit of a roll. Let's hope we uh, we keep that action going today, James. I think you're on the playbook. I, you've had some good lines out there lately. You had a nice little sweat for yourself. I think on, uh, what was that, Thursday uh, or Friday? Friday? The one, Thursday, yeah, one of those One days. of those two days. You, you were competing there in the $4 until Mike Trout decided to go yabo late in the game. <laughs> for the second time. For the, the second time, yeah. And it kind of knocked it down a couple pegs. But that said, you're on the playbook today, so let's keep it going. We have only eight games. We have some pretty decent matchups to take a look at. And I actually kind of, there's a few value pitchers that I like that I think we can work and pair up some of these top guys. I mean, we have Garrett Cole at the very top. This is a matchup that we just saw for both of these two guys here with Garrett Cole and Shane McClanahan going up against one another. Cole, six innings, zero runs, seven strikeouts against Tampa Bay in his most recent start. McClanahan went up against the Yankees, six innings, four earned, sorry, one earned run, four runs, a lot, seven strikeouts. He did give up a couple home runs there, one to judge and one the the catcher there. How do you Hagashioka there? After they intentionally walked the hitter in front of him to load the bases, right? Or, or put the base guy on front. He gave up the home run there. So he's been very good, but it's obviously a tough matchup the way the Yankees are rolling. He's been good against the Yankees. A big strikeout. He's back at home, which he's been good everywhere this year, but obviously a little bit more of a pitcher's park in Tampa than in New York. So you can go either way there if you want. I think there's some risk involved, but they're two high upside pitchers. You have Corbin Burns back at home going up against St. Louis. We know St. Louis can be a pretty tough offense to run up against, but he just faced them. Seven innings, two hits allowed, 11 strikeouts in that game for Corbin Burns. He's been much better away than at home. Milwaukee is a little bit more of a pitcher's park, I mean, hitter's park rather. So again, a little bit more inherent risk involved there. So like those are the top three price guys. Are there anybody that you're of that group that you're like, I'm more comfortable starting them over the others? Yeah, Garrett Cole, I think would be number one. Tampa's offense has been bad against right-handed pitching. They're 25th in OPS against right-handed pitching with a 25% K rate on top of that. Cole's beat them twice this year. He's looked great against them. He beat them once, but he looked great against them in the first start where his offense kind of 
let him down. Six innings, one run, 10 Ks. Six innings, no runs, seven Ks. Those are the two starts against Tampa. Listen, if he gets past G-Man Choi, he can dominate Tampa. But G-Man Choi has been his kryptonite throughout his career. If you ever want to look at the funniest BVP ever, it's G-Man Choi against Garrett Cole. G-Man Choi celebrated Father's Day by wishing Garrett Cole a happy Father's Day yesterday. Not really, but like that's just yeah. kind of how it's been throughout his career. But I like Garrett Cole. I think he's the safest in cash. I love McClanahan in tournaments. I don't think he's... He did garner a lot of ownership against the Yankees last time. I think maybe a little more hesitation on this slate because there's more, a lot more pitching options. And Corbin Burns, I've kind of said it this year a lot. Like, St. Louis is scary, but they've been much more scary against left-handed pitching. They're sixth in the league in OPS against lefties. They're 15th in OPS against right-handed pitching. 13th in Woba, 15th in OPS. And they don't strike out a lot, but Corbin Burns does have that strikeout stuff and we saw what he can do against them so i would say cole is my favorite of the options for cash and i would probably go mcclanahan and burns for tournaments only so with burns slightly ahead of mcclanahan but mcclanahan's fine as a contrarian pivot okay what are your thoughts on jose barrios three straight starts where he's looked pretty decent here we know the white Sox offense has some bats but you know, we've liked them more against lefties. Yep. Of Would you be willing to throw Barrios here up against the White Sox on the season? White Sox rank 22nd in batting average. They rank 28th in WOBA. Yep. The problem is they don't strike out. They're also 27th in strikeout rate, 20.1%. So they're not making any good contact. It's not even a batting average in balls in play problem. It's 280 against right-handed pitching, which is kind of middle of the pack. So it's not as if they're... They're just getting overly unlucky. They're just not hitting right-handed pitching well, but they are putting the ball in play. They're not striking out. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's not, like, a little unsettling for cash games, but something I would explore in tournaments. Something interesting, John, the Chicago White Sox guaranteed rate park, right? Typically middle of the pack, more of a pitcher's park, right? I think so. Third... Third highest runs per game average this year, which I find extremely interesting. Just not something I would expect. And then also, the White Sox have some really interesting BVP against Barrios, like some BVP. Jose Abreu, 302 against him. Yoan Moncada, 308. Both have three home runs against Barrios. And we Is know Moncada Barrios is going to be in the lineup today. I think he got hurt on Friday. Did he play over the weekend? Let us confirm. Day to day. Not in the lineup for Sunday's game. So we'll have to check. It's a good call. We'll see if he's in the lineup. It's a hammy. Ugh, this guy just can't stay healthy, man. Yeah. He's got too many muscles. That's a problem. He just has to, he does have too many muscles. So, I mean, like, I wouldn't be the worst thing if, like, there's a lineup without Moncada. Then he's basically navigating, what, Vaughn, Luis Robert, Jose Abreu. That's, yeah. like, what he has to navigate against. So I basically um, live in an airport. I don't know if you can hear the planes flying overhead, but uh, I apologize for those listening. So. Yeah, John is recording... Currently at the airport, he he decided to just be to 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 record outside of his office today. He said he wanted to get out and, yeah, and feel yeah, nature, and nature yeah. was the airport. Logan um, Airport just rerouting planes over my house today. That's all that's happening. Speaking of Logan, John, yeah. prop. I think I would. I almost prefer to go six. I know the Braves have been incredible offensively lately, but I think I would prefer going down to Logan Webb 8400 over Barrios for tournaments. Okay, Atlanta 24% strikeout rate over the last two weeks. 
against right-handed pitching. You're not wrong. They've been very good. 363 Wobo, yeah. fourth highest. Batting average like 12, 253 there. So could get away with it. An 846 OPS over the last two weeks against right-handed pitching. But we do know they strike out. Overall in the year, 25.7% strikeout rate. So as long as he keeps the ball on the ground, because he just doesn't allow home runs. Like he's he had three home runs against Philly, right? He allowed three home runs against the Phillies. Two home runs in his 11 other starts. Like, if he keeps the ball on the ground against the Braves, strikeouts and ground balls all day long. This, sure. this could be a really good start for $8,400 for Freed is great. And below him, you have Hugh Darvish at $8,100. Probably going to be the chalk chalk <laughs> yeah, uh, at this price. Sure. The last two starts for him against the Mets and the Cubs. 15 innings, just one run allowed, 13 strikeouts. And he had a no-hitter against Arizona on in their first meeting it was the first start for him of the season only through six innings because it was the first start of the season for him four walks three strikeouts in that one we know that arizona is a team that is very exploitable a great matchup definitely they strike out a lot here as well a 25 percent strikeout rate on the year against right-handed pitching we know you darvish has an elite strikeout rate so yeah i think you could if you even really wanted to avoid spending all the way up on cole and all those guys like Webb, Darvish, move forward mm-hmm. on DraftKings, right? Like have that could be your your core guys there. I think both of them are in play. For me, uh, outside of that, I only really have interest, and maybe you have other guys on your list, but we mentioned him the other time, Josh Minkowski, right? We talked about him sure. against Oakland. Five sure. innings, shutout, three strikeouts, 18 fantasy points at 5K. He's only 6,200. He's facing Detroit. I don't really see that matchup being too troublesome for him i mentioned i thought he was probably had some first start nerves against baltimore where he got hit a little bit but he's home again three straight home starts for him i i kind of think the kid has some, some talent he pitched really well in triple a this year. so if you're looking for a value play at 6200 i think winkowski sort of fits that bill so i just quickly i would probably wouldn't play logan webb in cash i think the popular cash option is going to be cole darvish like i think that's probably the sure. pairing but i do agree webb darvish and tournaments makes a lot of sense yeah i mean i think winkowski is definitely in play you love to see 11 ground balls love that two fly balls just like limit any potential for the ball to leave the yard especially for a guy who's clearly not like the biggest strikeout arm if he's keeping the ball on the ground like that's obviously ideal so i definitely have interest 6200 i will say for whatever reason the tigers offense has woken up for the last two days they scored a whole bunch of runs Robbie Grossman hit his first two home runs this weekend Baez had a good weekend home runs stolen bases torque like Whatever is happening in Detroit is a two-game sample, so like I'm not going to get ahead of myself, but it is worth mentioning. But he is a good value. I don't think he's the only... like I do have mild interest in Zach Davies. I know Padres have been better, but the Padres also like had a stretch where they went in Wrigley, and the wind was crazy high blowing out of the stadium. Then they went from Wrigley to Colorado. So like the Padres' offense... Their offensive numbers are a little misleading. And Zach Davies has been super good lately. Six or more innings in three straight games. Two of those games are shutouts. Six plus strikeouts in three straight starts. And Manny Machado got hurt on Sunday. And they haven't ruled out a fracture yet, I guess, is what I'm seeing. They diagnosed a left sprained ankle but he's going to be sent in for an MRI until for further testing because there's potential for the fracture, I guess. So it doesn't look like Machado's going to be in the lineup, which just hurts San Diego quite a bit. So Zach Davies for tournament 6,600, considering his recent form, like is really interesting. And I get Lance Lynn 5,800. What, like, what do you think of this? Because 
he had been pitching horribly in AAA before he came back. And that was, I know he was super cheap that first start on FanDuel, right? He was like $4,000 or something. And we had a a discussion in in Discord, like, oh, Lance Lynn. Someone said, like, Lance Lynn definitely at this price if that game doesn't get rained out. I'm like, he hasn't really been pitching well in AAA. And then he faces a Detroit team and gave out 10 hits. And now he gets the Blue Jays. But the kicker is he's 5,800. Like, is there any interest? I mean, no. Any? No. Because how good? It's just we're getting to that point. Of the I year need where to it's see like, him pitch first. Yeah, pitch and like the fa- he's like literally facing the like the league's likely by end of year. Like, wouldn't be surprised if they're like the number one offense. Yeah, in the I like give, show me a reason to play him. Like you right. can't uh, other than just being different. You, you can't. There's no reason f- you can't make a case for me to put him in my lineup. That's literally the only thing you could say, right? It's like. I'm just being different. Right. Like everyone's going to stack blue Jays today. I'm going to throw Lance Lynn. Right. Like, (laughs) yeah. Even though we know that nobody's going to stack blue Jays because they never stack blue Jays. Yeah. True. Fair. Fair point. He's seven can Fanduel. Yeah. So yeah. Only four pitchers are cheap. Three pitchers are cheaper. Caleb Killian, 6,500. Winkowski, 65. Bubik is 63. Pricing wise, everybody's pretty much as we mentioned them, sort of. You Darvish, big price up on Fanduel. He's 10-2. Again, FanDuel, you only need one starting pitcher, so I think some of these guys' pitchers get priced up a little bit. Yep. DraftKings, they kind of have to give you some value or else where how are you supposed to fit two guys <laughs> like that on your lineup? Yep. But Clanahan, 11-2. Burns, 10-8. Cole, 10-3. Darvish, 10-2. Your 10K and above starting pitchers. Freed is at 98. Webb's at 94. We didn't talk about Miles Mikolas, I don't believe. Maybe I mean No, we did not. Nope. Uh, he, of course, was one out away from a no-hitter in his last start, but he threw 130 pitches, James, right? Is that what you yep. said? 129. Yeah, yep. so that is the, that's my fear. One, he's on the road in Milwaukee, which is a hitter's park. Milwaukee just hit him up for six runs on nine hits in over five and two-thirds innings, so that's another red flag. But also, I don't love guys coming off these massive pitch counts. I just feel yep. like they're just due to get banged out. So maybe stacking Milwaukee today against Mikolas is a strategy. Yeah, I don't hate it. He has been pretty good, except his start against Milwaukee. He did throw six and two-thirds of one-run baseball against Milwaukee earlier in the year. So he has one good start, one bad start against Milwaukee on the ledger. I love the price on DraftKings, I will say. That's the one thing I'll say about Miklos. 7800 is a very good price. Not going to touch him 9200 on Fandle. I think Fandle's pretty easy, man. 10-3, Garrett Cole is the third-price pitcher. Like I think that's just kind of a no-brainer. But Miklos, 92, no thanks. That's... That's a little too expensive for the pitch count he's coming off and the matchup he's in. Yep. All right, let's go to catcher. Again, eight-game slate here, so there's some decent guys that are above 4K that we've been kind of targeting here. Yeah. We don't often like to spend up at catcher, but... That has not been the case lately. Not as, no, because they've just been, they've been good. Yep. Yeah, I think there's one obvious value play at catcher. I would hope that he would be in the lineup again because he didn't play Sunday, and that's Gabriel Moreno. He's $2,400. If he finds himself in the lineup, you just lock him in. He's the probably chalk value on the slate. Yep. Yep. But other than that, it, it's a spend-up spot, right? Again, where you have some pretty strong options. Christian Vasquez at 3500 in the mid-tier if you wanted to go in that direction. But, you know... You got Narvaez, you got Darno, uh, either of those guys. Kirk has been hitting fourth or fifth in that lineup. If you yep. wanted to go there, you could. Both uh, Sal, if you want to go there for some power against Syndergaard. So I really, there's really no top catcher that I don't hate. If you, uh, maybe Varsho. Like, I probably wouldn't play Varsho, but like, I'd play everybody else. 
Yeah, I mean, Varsha still has upside against Darvish, just like home run, just yeah. strictly home run upside. But I agree. I think that both Royals catchers are in play. Melendez, RIP to your outfield eligibility. That's sad. But he's been really good hitting behind Salvi. Wilson Contreras has been awesome. He gets Brubaker. We love that. So I agree. I think all these catchers over 4K, minus the Atlanta guys. I know Darno has been really good, and we've talked about Babe Ruth, Contreras a lot. But I probably wouldn't play them just because I like Logan Webb a lot. That's fair. Any value guys we didn't talk about, or are we on the same page here? Eric Haas has been pretty good. Another Detroit arm or bat that has been like kind of heating up. Five hits in his last three games. Homered on Saturday. So I don't hate that. Yeah, it's just more of a Red Sox stack play. Yeah. He's got some power. He's been hitting better. So. But that's it. I think I'm with you. It's like Gabriel Moreno for cheap. Okay. First base position here. Again, more depends on where you're stacking lineups. Yeah, I think Vladdy at 58. Fits, is going to yep. fit a lot of bills if you want to go there. You've been on the Luke Voigt train. I know you've also been totting up that Davies today. We like Voigt against righties. You, would yeah. you? No? Okay. No, I didn't say no. Oh. Uh, I was just, I don't know. He's been 355 Woba against right-handed pitching. So, yeah, you can go there. It's a, getting a little pricey for Luke Voigt, right? You, like, you mentioned the G-man <laughs> owning Garrett Cole. He's 9 for 19 with three homers. So. He just owns Garrett Cole. I don't know what I don't know what it is. He loves Garrett Cole. Season. Some tough matchups, guys. Like Matt Olson gets Webb. Wilmer Flores against a lefty, but it's freed. And he's uh, been like a corpse. He, 094 over his last 10 yeah, games. Yeah, he's not hitting the ball. Walker gets Darvish. Not really a spot we want to go for him. I mean, again, if you want to stack against St. Louis, Rowdy's at 38. Yep. He's been okay. The power's still, he hasn't homered in 10 games. Jared Walsh gets a lefty. This is a bad position today, huh? This is the worst first base. Maybe you just spend up because I don't just like play the rest Vlad. of the just play Vlad, maybe? Yeah, and then Rowdy's going to be popular, I think, because the rest of the position stinks too. Yeah. Like, you, you play Biggio, but like, eh. Yeah, Frankie will probably be in the lineup against Fiedo, but he's been yeah. slumping a little bit. I mean, he's Frankie Cordero, so he, had, he did have hits in four straight before the other day, so... On Saturday, he did walk, so he didn't give you a zero. No, not a ton of upside there, at least for now. Torkelson has back-to-back two-hit games if yeah. you're playing a... Yeah, Winchkowski, like, he's a middling prospect. He's not, like, a superstar, so definitely could... It wouldn't stun me if all of a sudden Detroit had another good offensive game here right. either. So uh, Detroit could be a sneaky contrarian stack. If you're making... If you're under the 20 max today, throw a Detroit stack out there. You know? Right. Second base, Cronenworth, super expensive at 6K. Story, Jeez. Yeah, I know. Story homered yesterday. He's got hits now in three straight. Still batting average, not where you want it. Only 179 over the last 10. But, you know, he's a guy that we saw homer and then go on a run of just, like, right. homering every day. So Maybe uh, it starts maybe it start it up. Maybe it starts it up. 5K, you can throw it out there if you feel like it. And then, I don't know, Would you? Does, is it Merrifield the next guy against Syndergaard? Yeah, like, yep, probably. Because this doesn't look like a great position for me, for really, for me either. Yeah. Here's the problem we have, right? The teams that we usually like to stack are a facing good... good uh... <laughs> so, Glaber's 6 of 12 with a home run off McClanahan. And he has a 429 Woba against left. Yankees are an interesting stack because we know what they can do, right? Just we just hit, also like, know McClanahan's been good. It's a, it feels like an all or nothing stack. Right. Like you could probably get away with a one-off again. Like you could play Glaber as a one-off. He's been raking yeah. and he hits lefties. He has eight home runs against lefties this year. He has 13 home runs in the year, but like, it's not like my, it's not like a priority. For sure. All right, third base. Oh! What? Okay, no, nothing else. As I say, what are you talking about? I didn't even know who you were about to mention. There's nobody here. There's nobody down here. We're not playing any of these guys. Like I said, the third base. <laughs> Rafael Devers. Yeah. Just put him in your lineup. Yep. 
There's no reason sure. really not to slate. Just play him. Maybe Cabrian Hayes. Maybe, yeah. Could be interesting. You said they're, they're called up their prospect. He's a shortstop there, He's right? He's a shortstop, so yeah. We'll get to him in a minute. Wisdom against Brubaker. Just some home run cheap pop there, maybe? Yeah, cheap pop. He is literally all or nothing. Yeah. He has 87 strikeouts in yeah. 62 games. Right. Cheap pop. Matty Chapman, for whatever reason, is back to... 3,400? Yeah. For really no reason at all. Chapman probably chopped. Yep. (laughs) If you're not playing Devers, you're just playing Chapman. I don't really know why he's like $1,000 cheaper than what he's been, but like, sure, I guess. Right? Just, sure. (laughs) Okay, dude. Yeah, dude. Cool, I guess. I got nothing else, though. Um, I guess if Moncada plays, because you said he has really good BVP, but I mean, like, he's been trash. Yeah, there's nothing else. This buddy Kennedy... Homered on Sunday, hit a grand slam, has a hit in three straight games. If he's in the lineup, maybe. I don't know who Buddy Kennedy is, but he's, he's in the lineup. Pro- everything you just said is why you'd probably want to throw him in there, right? Hit it in three straight games, homered for a grand slam. He had a triple the game before that, and he's been price. So yeah, I mean, if he's in the lineup, sure. I don't hate it. Sure, punt play, two thousand dollars. What's the worst that can happen? Shortstop position. Bobachet's at 57. Adamas is at 54. I think we didn't we talk about the other day. Adamas is actually better against right-handed pitching. Yeah, he is, pitching. he is better against right-handed pitching. Yep. And Milwaukee. I think he's better at home than on the road. Adam, on Friday during the alarm in games, was talking about Adamas because he has him. He drafted him in a lot of his teams this season. He's homered in two of the last three games. Granted, they were in Cincinnati. But he was saying that when Adamas got traded to Milwaukee, even though this year, again, not hitting for a good average anywhere, but hitting for a lot of power. He said that he couldn't hit in Tampa Bay because of the back the hitter backdrop yep yep he said he's talked about it yeah he's talked about it he said he couldn't see the baseball so now i don't know what that says for his 180 batting average at home this year yeah but again he does hit righties better bobby witt we've talked about him now for a little while 350 over the last 10 i don't know your thoughts on Syndergaard, but you know bobby witt 5300 is a is an option xander at 51 any of the 5k above guys jump out to you more than the others man i love what xander's doing at the plate but there's just no power man like he's hitting so well but like can we pay 5100 for like he needs to score multiple runs i know he needs to he needs it's tough because fiedo has been worse against righties so i want to play xander i want to play red sox righties like it was i was thinking about this when you were talking about story too it's like there's home run upside for story i don't know if there's home run upside for bogarts because he's just not giving us power but he's hitting everything so I like Xander a lot. I'm just torn on. I pro- I don't know what the upside is. I like Adamus at home, even though you mentioned sub 200 average, 350 woba at home, yeah. all six home runs. So a so lot of probably power. Probably crazy bad batting average and balls in play at home. This yeah, year. yeah. I'll pull it up right now and just confirm that our theories here. And I like Wit for tournaments. I think the Royals are interesting in stacks. Like Syndergaard has been like weirdly, like the numbers against Syndergaard are so bad. Like 660 OPS for right-handed batters, 630 OPS against lefties, but he's not like pitching well, but he's also has like been really good or really bad. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde for Syndergaard this year. Like you're ready for Adonis' bad bit bad home this year. Yeah. Super unlucky, huh? Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to take a guess? 220. He wishes it was 220. 152 oh my god that is the worst luck yes he, um, he has how about this he has a career high hard hit percentage at home this year as well i mean that's just like 
Bad luck of all players. Bad luck of all bad luck. He has a 26% home run to fly ball ratio. He's got a 60% fly ball ratio. His line this is where he's this is where his he's getting in trouble. He has a 12% line drive rate. So mm. yeah. he's not hitting he's hitting the ball hard, but he's not hitting line drives. He's hitting like yeah. ground balls, 30% ground ball rate, and he has he's hitting fly balls. And when he hits fly balls, he's hitting home runs. Right. Well, when he's hitting ground balls, he's getting out. So <laughs> if he can hit more line drives, that bat bit will shoot up. So there's yeah, there's some sneaky upside here, I think, against a pitcher coming off 130 pitches today. Sure. I agree. No, I agree. I think I think Adami and Bogarts are probably my two favorite above 5K. And then Witt in a full Royal stack is interesting as well. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think Baez is probably the... It's going to be Baez and then O'Neill Cruz. Those are the two, I think, chalkier options. Because Baez has been good lately, and I don't know what the masses think of Winchowski, Winkowski. He's a four, number four starter. Number yeah, like, but like, I don't know like what like the casual DFS sure. player thinks of him. And then oh, everyone loves O'Neill Cruz. He's one of the top prospects of baseball. And yeah, yeah. Um, I don't get how he's going to stick at shortstop at his size, but is he playing outfield for them or is he playing shortstop? Yeah, take over line primary take shortstop. Over at primary shortstop, Diego Castillo expected to transition to utility role. So he's going to be... The, if he, I, if I mean, you aren't familiar with this guy, O'Neill Cruz, he is 6'7", okay? Like, he is humongous. 6'7", 220 pounds. He takes up the entire, like... <laughs> gap between second and third like i don't yep i don't really top, top 20 prospect across baseball coming into the year he's yeah. he's gonna be special hasn't been great at triple i was gonna say here's my problem like I, so i mentioned this to you before we like jumped on i mean he hasn't really hit the ball well at triple a power has speed yeah like i will give him a little bit more credit i thought his strikeout rate was a lot higher than it was it's only it's a 22 percent strikeout rate i thought he was 25 26 27 we'll see if that state i mean who knows what it's gonna be like at the major league level i mean it could definitely get up there but his play discipline has been a little bit better but a 232 average is nothing great so we'll see a lot of power like you mentioned though he can run so we'll i mean yeah how do you not steal bases at six seven you're covering yeah. half the in three <laughs> strides so. he's 2k he's 2k like uh, yeah yep against a guy that's allowing caleb killian I know it's a small sample, but 750 OPS against lefties, 331. That's pretty good. So yeah, you'll see you'll see cruising a lot of lineups because yeah. he's 2K. Uh, outfield, where are we going here, James? I mean, Mike Trout's been on fire. Oh, dude, he's just yeah, 5600. dollars yeah. So I'm looking at the splits here, John. Sure. For Bubik, left-handed batters. I know this is a small sample. Left-handed batters this year. What do you think the average for lefties against Chris Bubik is this year? 320. 500. OPS, 1,500. Woba. So, Otani and Walsh. Who is a lefty here? Shohei Otani. And what's funny, like, I guarantee all the ownership goes to Trout. And I can't really blame anybody for playing Mike Trout. He's hit five home runs in his last, like, three games. but Or five home runs in four games. He has eight home runs, eight home runs in his last ten games, John. Right. In case you want to know how Mike Trout's doing this year. I mean, if you're spending on a pitcher... Trout Otani could make a lot of sense stacking them up in your lineups today. Yeah, that could definitely be interesting. That's, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. It's expensive, but I don't hate it. And Taylor Ward also, 30, if you just play the All Angels stack, right? Just three outfielders. Yeah. Play Otani at first, too, if you wanted to. 
Yep. For I, whatever I, reason. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you there. All right, mid-tier. Where are we looking? Mid-tier, mid-tier. I was looking at J.D. Martinez, by the way. Also, I would play him up top. T. Oscar Hernandez, 4,700. Homered yesterday. He's been really good. Brian Reynolds, if you want to play Pirates, I think the Pirates might actually garner a little ownership on this slate. Taylor Ward, as I mentioned, he's 3,900. I don't. That's probably it for the mid-tier. Like, I don't... Like, I would consider Luis Robert against Barrios, 5,300. But it would probably, like, yeah, I might play him and then kind of move on. Chris Morell's kind of faded. I would still give him a shot. I would probably give him a shot. It's Brubaker. Same with Ian Happ, right? Ian Happ's been really good lately. 361. I mean, we were bagging all over Brubaker to start the year. What do we got for Brubaker? He still hasn't been great. 0-7, a 4-5, 144 whip. I mean. I'm looking what he's. So he's another guy who, like, not, like, terrible home runs allowed yeah 328 woba against lefties 321 against righties yeah i guess morale 369 woba against right-handed pitching half 352 so both of them do stick out pretty well so yeah i agree on both fronts okay let's see other guys down below jaron duran if he cracks the lineup 3400 yeah he should be Same with verdugo yeah dude they both i mean Duran at this point, I would much rather just see him like play it out, right? Like either play every day or like yeah, like let's see what he see. I mean, he's not doing a ton. He does have an 800 OPS. The strikeouts still aren't great, but you know, I don't think the strikeouts. I'm gonna pull it up real quick. I don't think it's as bad as it was last year because he was striking out a lot last year. That was his biggest biggest problem. Fangraphs is just not cooperating with me right now. One time, Fangraphs. I give up. They just won't give. I got it. Yeah, I got it. So. uh all right, so slightly last year's lower. slightly lower. It's thirty five percent last year. It's thirty one percent right now. He just doesn't like his numbers at, at the minor. He just has a big grasp on AAA. Maybe that's just what he is. Maybe he's just a four <laughs> A player. I mean, his BAPIP is at four twelve right now right. <laughs> at the major league level. So yeah. I mean, and even with the four twelve BAPIP, he's still hitting two sixty nine because he strikes out thirty percent of the time. So who knows? There's speed upside if he gets on base. Maybe he runs. He shows a lot of power at AAA, but he hasn't really showed any power at the major league level. So I definitely like Verdugo. I think more than him. I think I would go for Dugo over that. Ben Attendee's been slumping, but I wouldn't. I would still kind of consider that as a spot. Let's see. We skipped. I skipped Hunter Renfro. I didn't mean to. Oh, I thought you mentioned home run it. three yeah. straight games. Yeah, I didn't say him because I thought you meant. But you said Hap, and now that I think about it, so. Yep. Let's see Gallup. Uh, lefty versus lefty. I lied. Let's not uh, do that. Let's not do that. Lefty versus lefty. I'd rather just Lourdes twenty nine hundred for whatever reason. The guy, dude, I'm telling you, like, nobody's playing the Blue Jays, and there's no reason to not play the Blue Jays again. Right. Like, he's, this is, it's crazy. It's crazy how they're priced. It's crazy. If the Red Sox opt for Ref Snyder over Duran, Ref Snyder, 2,600, he's been, yeah, he's been really good. Yeah, he has been good. Um, sure has. For whatever reason, he's been very good. <laughs> you mentioned the lefty splits. Brandon Marsh is at 2,500. Sure. If he's in the lineup, yeah. Um, a little pop. Yep. Grossman's at 23. He's been good, man. He Home runs in two straight. I don't know what. Swinooski. I know. Three home runs yesterday. He's hit he's twenty two hundred. He's a lefty versus righty matchup too. Eleven home runs on the year. Are we sneaky stacking pirates all of a sudden? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Just a a bunch of two K pirate players in our lineups? I mean, if you wanted to spend up if you double double barrel shotgun, Garrett Cole like burns, right? Yeah. I mean or like McClanahan burns, whatever iteration you wanted to go or even if you wanted to double barrel cole and mcclanahan pirates tigers like yeah you gotta play those... riley green at 2200 yeah riley green 2200 it's one of those two it's one of those two teams right like they're the cheap stack of the day yeah i feel like 
if you're going to play it, if you're going to spend up at pitcher uh, in tournaments, you're going to have Pirates or you're going to have Tigers paired with your Red Sox, paired with your your Blue Jays. The Brewers are kind of expensive. The Angels are expensive. So you want to, but yeah, it's Riley Green, 2200 or Pirates. I, I like, I kind of like it, John. I kind of like it here. Riley Green, yeah. four walks in two games, huh? Good for him. Yeah, no kidding. So that's it. Home run call for today. Home run call will be Shohei Otani. Sorry, I had to go a little excited there. Going to go Otani. That's not a bad call. I mean, obviously the lefty lefty matchup, your your hope comes through with the numbers. So I'm kind of with you there. Uh, I'm going to Okay. I'm going to go Raffy Big like Sticks. That. Raffy Big like Sticks that. here. We're going to go. Or Big Scoops, I think, as Jared Carabas calls him. Raffy Big Scoops. I think there was a story about Devers in ice cream when he was a rookie, if I remember correctly. That's where he got ice the cream. name. Yeah, let me see. He looks like he's looked like he has enjoyed some ice cream over his during his time. Yeah, so Raphael Devers' classic post game interview, he had two scoops of ice cream on a cone while answering questions in a post game. Yeah, he looks. Raphael Devers has definitely not said no to ice cream. So yeah, so they call him Raffy Big Scoops. All right, so that's it. Raphael Devers for me, Shohei Otani for you. You're on the playbook. If you have any questions, get us in Discord and Twitter, and we'll catch you guys later. And we'll catch you guys later. And we'll catch you guys later. And we'll catch you guys later.